What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hoopex, where we talk about basketball and wrestling unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jerome Thomas. I'm Jonathan Brown. I'm Jalen Horn. I'm David Creighton. And a uh, little bit of a disclaimer before we fully get into this episode. Some of these topics are actually going to make me spaz. So I'm going to tee the fuck off today. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we, we need to have a true discussion about Russell Westbrook and the Los Angeles Lakers. I, we, we talked about the Lakers a couple of times, but never really went too far in depth. But I want to I specifically focus on Russ today. So, Jalen, I'm going to ask you first, how do you feel about Russ's run in L.A. so far? not fun. Y'all can hear me, right? Yeah. Um, it's not fun. It's not good. I really don't. I don't know, man. I don't even like talking about this because it's like, that's my favorite player, you know, he just, he's the reason why LeBron may not ever win again, and I don't want that on his head. Him and Anthony Davis, but Russell Westbrook, I don't, I think it's a confidence thing, and he's starting to get to that point where it's like, I'm just, you know, I, I can do this. You know, I can mess up a few. No, nah, dude, you've been messing up the whole season. I think I shoot better than him. I think all of us doing here. Like, true, true fact. But he might have to leave. They might have to get rid of him. I know LeBron's getting fed up, so we'll see. But it's, this is just not okay at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, Russell's one of my favorite players, too, but – this season is just – I don't know what it is, man. I, I have no idea. And it's just like, you know, he comes out and he makes statements and saying, oh, well, I'm going to do what I got to do, what's best for the team, or it's more than a game to me and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, Russ, you fucking suck right now. Like, I'm, I'm still upset, bro, because – I'm 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 just on full transparency. Jalen is really gonna hold the fuck out of me for this. But when it comes to parlaying, I've I've struck out a lot, a lot. The the previous the other night, bro, I should have been good. I should have been great. All I needed was Malink Igmark to score 20 and the Lakers win. Real simple, right? Lakers down by two with a minute left in the game. They bring Russ back in. Not only does he smoke a wide open layup. But he takes an ISO three. Russell Westbrook, keep in mind, LeBron is on the floor. Malik Monk is on the floor. And Russ just, he rust. He rust. So I'm, 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 I'm just, I don't, I don't want to give up on Russ, but I might have to, man. But Damon, what do you think about Russ's run to LA so far? And if he, is to get traded before the deadline. Who do you think he end up with? <clears throat> um, kind of like Jalen said, like that's it's it's really tricky because I've always wanted nothing but success for Russ since the beginning. But I mean, I can only hear him say, "Oh, it's you know, it's a game, and you know, I'm a I'm allowed to mess up, and I'm allowed to turn the ball over." You can only hear it so much when he – I think he was the 
fastest player to reach 4,000 turnovers. And (laughs) in history, like, and you literally are just bringing the team. That's why I knew that team wasn't going to work in the beginning because I'm like, all of them need the ball. And Russ, when he gets the ball, will shoot four for 15. He, they created the ice cold player of the game just for him. You see the NBA banned that, by the way? Shut up the Kings. They just banned it now, which is hilarious. Um, (laughs) But I honestly, trading-wise, and I'm not comparing the two, but I'm saying they might be in another Ben Simmons situation because I really don't know who else wants to take that right now. There's not a contender right now that I think would be willing to take that on that already I don't know I just I feel like at this point in the season they're just going to have to stick it out and I don't think he ever shouldn't have got it traded there I think I I kind of liked him more on the Wizards than I did right now yeah I'm, I'm right with you on that one and John with with you being a Wizards fan and seeing how that trade has worked out for both sides how I mean, well, the trade really hadn't worked out too well for the Wizards not lately. But I mean, how do you feel on both sides? Like you you had Russ and Russ played great, and y'all had a playoff run when most of us didn't think the Wizards would make the playoffs. And then he goes gets traded to the Lakers. The Lakers suck and the Wizards got better. So what do you think about this whole situation with Russ? Oh, man, um, it's kind of just sad to see, seeing, like, Russ just struggle shooting-wise. And I checked the stats. He's shooting 28% from three and 65% from the free-throw line. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, that that's pretty bad. And then, like, when you just see him play, he has, like, no confidence in his shot. And it's just – it's, it's definitely different from when he was playing with the Wizards. Definitely different. It looks like the Wizards are looking smart with the trade that they did over the summer. Kuzma has been showing up. He's been getting double-doubles consecutive games in a row. I don't know how many in a row to the point where he's almost getting triple-doubles now. So I, 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 I don't know what's going on with Russ, man. He has no confidence. Like, his shot, I mean, his shooting is just off. Like, he needs a lot of help, especially with the All-Star break coming up. I don't think Russ is going to be an All-Star. He needs, like, a lot of training, a lot of workout during that break. And it really sucks to see because, like, I I think Dame has said it, but – Russ is having the season I expected Ben Simmons to have this year. Like, if Ben Simmons was playing this year, this is the type of play I expected. And from a player of Russ's caliber, that shit really stinks. But, John, um, you did say something about shooting being off. Speaking of being off, a little bit of a side topic. Um, This slump from Steph – Damon, I'll ask you first. How how do you feel about this whole thing? Like, I mean, it it was 
night and day. The second he hit that record, it, it, he's been criminally inefficient. Because, I mean, if even you could look at him before, um, before that slump. Like, yeah, he was scoring damn near 30 points a night and hitting a bunch of threes, but he was shoot. He's shooting a lot of threes, like a lot. And like now he's even going like two for thirteen. Like I mean, like he shoot like at this point, like try scoring in different parts of the field because yeah. like you're you're not being you're not helping the team anymore. <laughs> and to me, he's dropped out of the top five or six for MVP run and like right now, which was honestly a monumental drop. <laughs> Yeah, let me matter of fact, let me go back to that MVP. Hold on. It's in the group chat somewhere. Yep, okay. So the official MVP ladder, Giannis, Jokic, KD, and B, DeRozan, Steph, Ja, Chris Paul, LeBron, and Rudy Gobert. Um, Jalen, what did what did you think when you first saw the MVP letter. In the chat, right? Yeah. I didn't like it because I felt that um I know LeBron was not in the top five, or was he in the top five? I don't I don't No, he was number nine. Yeah, so no, um Giannis and Kevin Durant. Jokic is cool, but his team is like mid. So I take I switch him in Demar, but I um oh shit take out take out Jokic and give me LeBron. I'm I'm cool with everybody else. Yeah, I I, I agree. Very, I just feel like the take, take out Jokic. Yeah. Take out and B is having a great season though. He wasn't talking about it for real. Yeah. Um. Legit without Ben Simmons, and I'm so happy for him. But yeah, take out Jokic and put LeBron in there. Dude was almost 40 years old. See, I feel like Jokic just deserves to be up there, though. I, I mean, mean, he's playing because he's playing just as good as he was last season, and they're missing their two best players, and he's still managing to keep them in games. LeBron, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's over LeBron because honestly, besides LeBron, as much as people are talking about Chicago, the fact that DeRozan is, is at five, that's criminal. Like, DeRozan should legit be top three. Actually, let me see. Mm, I wouldn't put him over KD, so I put him, I probably put him at four. It's like Jokic. number four for me. Yeah. He, he don't pass up Giannis. Yeah. I, I, I watched that game against the Warriors. I'm scared of that dude. I was gonna say Giannis will never not be in the conversation. Oh, absolutely. But uh John, did you have any thoughts about the MVP ladder? Uh, remind me what the MVP ladder was again, one more time. Um, Giannis, Jokic, KD, MB, DeRozan, Steph, Ja, Chris Paul, LeBron, and Rudy Gobert. Why is Rudy Gobert in it? Why? Why? He's literally not even the best player on his team. Exactly. Why is Rudy Gobert on there? All right, and then why is the the Rosen? He's like number five. Yeah, he's five. He should be three. 
I Wait, mean, so you so you put DeRozan over KD? No, not over KD, oh. but he should be at least top three. And then KD should be top three as well. And then I would say they got KD at three right now. Yeah. Giannis, KD, DeRozan. All right, so where, wait, so where would you put Bron in? Bron, I'll I'll put him at four. Okay, that's that's a give or take. Okay, I respect it. I respect it. But speaking of things in regards to respect or disrespect in this regard, the state of the Pistons right now, <laughs> you know, I talk a lot of shit for the start of the season. A lot of shit. I said things that I thought were gonna happen. Um Cade has been playing. Cade has been playing like rookie of the year. I will say that. Outside of that, this team fucking stinks. Like I I I said so many times, oh, this is a playing team for sure. Like if they don't make the playoffs, they for sure gonna be in a playing and they're second to last in the league. Um first of all. Dwayne Casey needs to be fired three weeks ago. He should have been fired three weeks ago. How is it that under COVID, when he is away for personal reasons or COVID protocol, the Pistons play better? They still lose, but they play better. They play more efficient. They actually play like a team. Dwayne Casey does not know how to handle this roster and it's 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 insane because people always say oh Dwayne Casey works really well with young guys he works really well with the young guys and he's had a team full of young guys for the past two years then did shit with him I just don't think that because here's the thing in Toronto he was the coach of the year the coach of the year got fired fired that should have said something. That really should have said, and I, I was I was on Toronto's head about it, and I was happy when the Pistons got him. And now I see why he got fired, because the direction that he's taking this team in is absolutely embarrassing. Who else do I want to talk shit about? Um, Corey Joseph. I'm not going to talk about him because he don't play play that much no more. Thank God. Um. Sadiq, I really thought the headband was the game changer, and then he just had a couple of games where he fell out. But he's he's playing well. Um, Cade is playing well again. Um, Jeremy Grant, don't come back. Do not come back. We do do not play. Jeremy Grant will not play another game in a Pistons uniform. I guarantee you. When the second he comes back healthy, he's getting traded. I don't know where. I don't care where but he's getting traded. We won more games without Jeremy Grant than with him. But I'm going to just leave that at that for now. Um, Jalen, what do you, what do you have to say about where the Pistons are right now based on your expectations from preseason? Expectations are really off. I have them making the plan. I, I was talking loose on uh, trash talking about them boys, man. Um, I don't know. 
trade Jeremy Grant. My voice is cracked. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> trade Jeremy. Trade Jeremy Grant. Um, I wanted Cam Reddish, man. I really did. But um, I'll take John Collins if we get that. But Jeremy Grant got to go. Isaiah Stewart, I'm not sold on him yet. Um, Sadiq Bey, Kay Cunningham, and Hamid. Hamidou Diallo, that's the three right there. That's who you work around. Those are the three people on this team that actually bring some type of, or whatever you want to call it, to the, to, um, to the games. I've seen it in person. Like, it's legit. They, they different. Um, Dwayne Casey's Dwayne Casey. Never liked him. I still don't like him. I'm just here for the young people now. So, oh, we need to get Miles Bridges next season. We get him, I'm cool. But we can't trade Josh Jackson, though. So, but Trey Lyle's got to go or something. Even though he had, like, 20 points last night, he got to go. But other than that, though, those three I just named, that's, that's the centerpiece right there. You build the team around those three dudes, we'll be fine. If not, we will die. Man. And, Damon, what do you, what do you think about the team? Wait, what would you say? Hey, then we get it from Oklahoma? Ain't that where well, Hamid Diallo came from? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got it from Oklahoma. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, screw you. <laughs> Wait, bro, because who, who, who do we trade him for? We got, we got a – we got a – I want to say we got a first. Um, actually, no, because we have your two next first rounders. Um, we have two firsts and Svee. Oh, yeah, y'all can keep that. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say he's gone already. He did well that the rest of that second half of the season, yeah. but I think we have your picks if they go. I think outside the lottery, I think so. For the most part, y'all have. Them. Oh, so I you want to get nothing both. from us, Dan? Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say if it's outside the lottery, then you you get it. Right. Or inside the lottery, you have it. But the Pistons, um, basically, would I mean it's really just off of what y'all were saying. Um, because I know Bay kind of had a really slow start, but it seems like he's starting to get uh, – starting to reel it back in. Cade is – you know, we all knew once he got healthy, he was going to do this. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm you know I'm all about my boy Giddy, but Cade is definitely playing like rookie of the year. Um, Diallo, you know, Thunder Legends, you know how they do. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, the rest of the team – I think it really would have been nice if Bull was able to pass his physical. Uh, I feel like that would have been cool. But, like, seeing that he did it pass his physical would have made me think he would have been on some, like, Don, Don Maker shit. <laughs> Don't remind me of that shit. <laughs> but, but, yeah, uh, I was gonna say because I was I was with y'all. I thought they were gonna be a playing team as well. So um, we're gonna see what they do in the draft. Do you guys have any? Do you have anybody that you particularly want? Uh, I'm trying to think who's supposed to come out in this draft. Um, this is like Paolo Banchero, Chet Holgram, Jabari okay. Smith. I would be I would be cool with taking Chet. Um. Wait, what year is he really? already with? On? That's next year. He's twenty three. Okay. He okay. would. He's. He was. He was. Uh. He's old enough, but he wasn't. He's not like eligible to go this year. Got you. That plays at Auburn. What's his name? Um. Is that Jabari Smith? 
Jamari um, Smith, yeah, he's oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, he's nice. But so, give me Chet. I want Chet. Yeah. I want the. I want slim. I want the slim weeper with a W. <laughs> I want. I want him. I yeah. I, I, I want uh, Jaden Ivy, Jalen Duran, Kendall Brown, Patrick Baldwin, Jaden Hardy. Yeah. My little bro, Jaden. We can shit Killian back to um. I can't say that on air. But we can, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can just trade him. We can just trade him. That's all. Yeah, because right now, um, on Tankathon, Pistons are projected the second pick, and y'all are actually projected to take Chet. Okay, okay, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Man, that that Jeremy Grant, that Jeremy and Killian trade package better get us something, man. Cause everybody be talking about, oh, just want a young player into the picks. So I'm just like, bro, trade them both for a starter, not not an all star, a starter. Like I will take John Collins for sure, absolutely. Man. Yeah, you're smoking if you think they're giving you him for that. <laughs> Man, will be nice though. I, I want a Cam though. Cam yeah. is Cam, yeah. Cam is gonna be Cam, a dog was, Cam is nice. Yeah, hell and yeah. Here's yeah. the thing, like that's the thing that kind of pissed me off because we really could have got him because for Atlanta to basically give up Cam for a couple of draft picks and Kevin Knox, bro. Like Kevin, yes, Kevin Knox is better than the majority of our roster. But think about it. We could have added Killian. Frank Jackson and Trey Trey Lyles and Rodney Magruder or something. The niggas literally don't do nothing on the floor. And could have got Cam. But no, but no. In Troy, we trust, right? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But John, what do you think about the Pistons from based on your expectations from before the season started and where they are now? Um, I wasn't surprised um, how they are now coming in, but I am, like, disappointed with, like, how there's no improvement in the team. Because I thought y'all would be, like, from the 15th seed in the Eastern Conference to, like, the 13th or the 10th, at least make it into the playing tournament with Jay Cunningham. But I just don't see that happening, and the only way – they can improve from this is doing some trades, doing some trades, and then when it's time for the draft, draft someone good from good from somewhere from a power five school like Paulo Banchero, like I said, or the guy from Auburn. Man, we have been rebuilding since two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, bro. It's fucking ridiculous. But they have finally won 10 games, so we're officially in double digits. Um, but yeah, that's that's about all I can really say on that. Um, but moving on to our next topic, John, I'm gonna ask you first, what is one of the best teams to have never won an NBA championship? Best teams to never win an NBA championship. Uh I would say the, the 2000, 2000, 2001, or 2001, 2002 Sacramento Kings when they had uh, Chris Webber, uh, Mike Bibby, 
Uh, Vade Diva. I would, I would say those, that team. Because they were, I mean, first of all, they were robbed because uh, wasn't Tim Donahue like refing one of them games? Like, like game six, I believe, where it was like the Kings were supposed to win that game, but they helped, but the refs helped the Lakers win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kings should have won a, a championship by now. I agree. Um, the team that I would go with, I mean, I don't necessarily think they're the best, but one of the teams that I would think of that comes to mind is the 2017 and 2018 Rockets because they were this close. They were this close. Now, had Chris Paul not got injured and they had missed 27 straight threes, would they have beaten Cleveland? I don't know, but they definitely would have at least made the finals. They they should have been in the finals that year. They should have. Also, I mean, this should be pretty obvious, but the 73 and 9 Warriors. I mean, come on. It's it's self-explanatory. But Jalen, what, what teams come to mind for you when you think of the best teams to have never won an NBA title? I guess the Lakers when they shot like I think it was under 10 free throws and the Lakers shot like 30 or something. Um, that team, uh, when they had Jawan Howard, um, Michael Finley, Steve Nash, and Dirk, that team, the Suns with Amari, Sean Marion, and um, Steve. No, I just have my head. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sick that uh, Chris Paul didn't win one with the Rockets. That one kind of hurt, hurt a lot actually. And hmm, what's my fifth one? I'm trying to look at the list of teams who. There's a championship teams for the past few years. Oh, I got one. The Thunder. Oh yeah. You can you can give me the 2016 team or the 2012 team like before Harden left. I I really wanted Russell and Kenny to win one together. Yeah. You know that would have been me. that would have been that would have made my high school years much much better instead of constant PTSD from Clay Thompson. Uh, but yeah, that's my five. But them first two though, them first two, the the Mavericks with Steven with uh, Nash and Dirk and the Kings those. Those are my um, those are my two. I used to love them. I used to love that Mavericks team. So that that's my two. And other ones are after that. And Damon, what about you? What teams come to mind when you think of the best teams who have never won a title? Okay, so I have two. The first one's not like a, they were an amazing team, but I always loved watching them play. I want to say it was the 2010 Magic with like Dwight Howard. Okay. Maybe Jameer Nelson. Okay. I feel like that was a really solid team. And it would have been, I think it would have been sweet watching them get up there. But the my main team, like speaking of that 2016 like Thunder year, was the Spurs that year. That was the last year with the big they had fucking Ginobili, Duncan, Parker, Kawhi Leonard, Lamarcus Aldridge was still that bench of like Diao. 
Danny Green, like they were loaded. Oh, yeah, Patty Mills too. The, yeah. Patty Mills, but they ran into the Thunder, and then yeah. obviously the Thunder won. But then we know how that year ended. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so a little a follow up question because personally, I don't. I feel like my answer is no. I don't know, but do you think that last year's Suns are up there? I'm uh No, they're not up there. Yeah. They're not up there. They're, they are not up there. They lost. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Because they weren't even the they weren't even the best team in that series, obviously. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll I'm, I'll say that I'm because I mean of course they didn't win but I think that if they would have won, that would have put that team specifically like that year, in one of the top spots overall like not not like a top ten championship team or nothing but like it, it would have been like maybe I don't know because how many I, say, I, oh, I have no clue but I know this if the Bucks would have lost that series. I would have had them as my team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because that they were they were playing lights out. Man, yeah, most definitely. I just I wish I, I wish that they would have won, but I'm still happy for Giannis too. Because I was rooting for Phoenix the whole season. I for sure was. But that's going to do it for the NBA side of the podcast. And moving into wrestling, Damon, we were talk- We talked a little bit about how we going to spaz on this today. So I'm going to let you go first. AEW was in a bit of a slump. The two-pack of ass. <laughs> All right, bro. Go, go, go on ahead. Start us off. First of all, AEW has way too many shows, first of all. Second of all, they have way too many people on the roster, if we're being honest. They do. And it's not even like just, it's not even like, oh, they hired too many WWE people. No, they just hired too many niggas in general. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like they have so many mid-carters that they either need another title or there, there's going to be a, a AEW Black Friday where they just cut everybody. Man. Because I think here's my main beef. So, you know, everybody got it real excited because they were like, oh, you know, we're going to make this very, um, make it feel like it's a, a sport. So we're going to have these power rankings. But they've had the same six people on the power rankings since it started. Like, even if there's people that have way more wins, or been on a hot streak, it's the same three people, and you know who's going to end up in the feud. So it's like, and they need some more tag teams. They have like five. As much as they're like, oh, we got the best tag team wrestling. Y'all niggas got four teams. And free Santana and Ortiz from the inner circle, bro. That is killing them. They are literally burying them in there. Let them go for a title. They were the new the new LAX, bro. They were going dummy and impact. Like, I just don't understand what is going on. Like, the only thing that's, like, carrying it is Hangman and, like, him and putting on, like, great matches. Because I swear to God, if I see 
Cody on my TV one more time, I'm going to literally snap it in half. I'm so tired of seeing the American Patriot. I say that I, when I wake up and I say the Pledge of Allegiance before I use the bathroom. He doesn't even pray to God. He just he salutes the flag and then goes and names his kid Liberty. Like, I, I just don't understand. I don't get it. They're up. They're ter- <laughs> they are on some WCW shit. Uh, okay. Uh, and they do. <laughs> Oof, man, I could go on for days. Dude. Okay. My my issues with AEW. Damon just hit the majority of the shit on the head, man. But it's one specific thing I really want to focus on for right now, bro. And that's repetition, man. Like, for one, they are wasting the fuck out of Adam Cole. And it's pissing me the fuck off. Adam Cole should be fighting Hangman. But he's not. You know why? Because he's fighting fucking dinosaurs on Rampage. He's fighting little fucking kids that's like my my height on Rampage. He's doing trio tag teams with the Young Bucks. And, bro, Adam Cole has dead ass had the same fucking match for like the past six weeks. And it's bothering me. He super kicks a lot of people, super kicks a lot of people. His hits the Panama Sunrise. One, two, two point nine 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 kick out every fucking week, bro. Adam Cole is better than that. Stop booking to do that shit. Like, you know what's crazy? Of course he had a good match with Jungle Boy, but you know the best match Adam Cole has had because it felt fresh. Jake fucking Atlas. The man that WWE screwed over because they, they gave him a push for Pride Month, and then after Pride Month was over, they cut him. Jake Atlas mm-hmm. gave Adam Cole one of his best matches ever on a bum fucking knee. Too, I was going to say, too bad he got hurt because, man, he, that was a good match. Yeah, bro. Like, and then I, w- I was watching Dynamite Wednesday, and I, I actually counted this out, right? So, you know, obviously – Wrestling deals with a lot of interruptions. You want to know how many I counted on this fucking show? Between interruptions, disqualifications, count all this other shit. How many? 18, dog. Oh. 18. On one two-hour show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, and to, to Damon's point about having too many people on the roster, man, like, there are so many people who deserve championships that aren't getting them. Like Ricky Stark should be TNT champion, not FTW. Because the motherfucker pack, most definitely. Um, I mean, Hangman and Danielson, they're, of course, they're on their own. Um, Serena Deeb should be the women's champion by far. Also, oh, shout out, shout out Jay Cargill, first ever TBS champion. Black power, absolutely. Right decision. Um they need to bring another women's title. I'm not even going to hold you because Ruby Soho Loki deserves one too. Um, who else don't – you know who don't deserve to be on the roster? Homelander. Homelander does not deserve to be on the fucking roster. Um, I fucking hate Cody with a passion. That stupid-ass tattoo bugs the fuck out of me. Um, His wife. I, I hate the bash of black woman. But does she even know she's black? She knows I'm she's sorry. a black B word. I can't believe she said it I'm still mad she said that shit. I'm still mad. Name that baby Liberty, bro. This beautiful mixed baby. 
that got black in it. You named her fucking Liberty. Wait, Yo. is that their, her actual name? Yes. I was joking. No, bro. Her name is Liberty. <laughs> That's a mixed name. That's hilarious. That's a mixed name. No, bro. That baby, oh, that ass name Liberty. Liberty. Wait, oh, my that's God. That's goofy as hell. Break, break up the inner circle. Um, break up Team Taz. Um, break up the pinnacle because they never fucking do anything. Break up uh, uh, Money Max team. <laughs> I don't even know what they're called. Man. The Ring House Circus. That's what they are. How many stables are there in AEW? Bro. <laughs> Bro, it's crazy because we got all them fucking factions but no tag teams. Please make that exactly. make sense. Because like, what's crazy, and I, I see what they're trying to do, because they're trying to model after New Japan, because New Japan does a similar thing where they have, like, six or seven, every, basically everybody under the roster is on some faction of some sort. But they actually have tag teams in different, uh, they, it still feels fresh. So they freaking... I don't know, man. They stink. Yeah. And Tony Khan, bro. You know what? Wait, did we? Wait, John, did we talk about the Tony Khan shit last week? About with Big Swole? Yeah. No. You know what? You know what? You know what? Buckle up, buckle up, buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle up. Okay. So for those of y'all that don't know, Big Swole, she was a wrestler on AEW. Um. She's matter of fact, she's Cedric Alexander's wife. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, they married. Word. Yeah. So I mean, she wasn't necessarily like the best, but she did have some great matches. Um, I mean, her feud with Britt Baker was great until that match where it was basically cinematic and it fucking sucked. wasn't her fault. Um, she did have some. I I caught darks a couple of times. She had some great matches with uh, what's the Mexican shorty name? That is, I, that sounds so wrong. I'm so sorry. Uh, Diamante, Diamante, not well. Oh. Yeah, Diamante. Um, they have some bangers on Dark. Um, and she recently, like, she asked for her release, but it was on good terms with everything. So then, um, you know, they asked her, like, like they interviewed her, and they were asking her some questions, like, okay, like, how was AEW? Like, what led to you leaving? Basically, she said some of the things where it was a great working environment. She loved everybody there, but production was kind of sloppy, which we all can see. And then she also said that there was a diversity issue with AEW because there's a lot of black wrestlers on the roster who aren't getting, you know, what they deserve. Like, like Will, Will Hobbs, bro, he, there is no reason he shouldn't have faced Hangman for the title by now. But I would say they I'm, pushed him for like a month and then exactly. just stop you just put him with Taz him and Ricky but she spoke on that they it was a it, it was a podcast interview matter of fact they you know released some of the things she said on Twitter Tony Khan responds with a tweet that basically says <laughs> what you talking about diversity you know this black wrestler won last week this black wrestler was on TV the other week we let you, we chose not to renew your contract because you weren't aren't that good of a wrestler. Basically, what he said. Keep in mind, a few months prior, Tony Khan was literally saying like, "Oh, Big Swole, she's a great wrestler. She's a great wrestler." Da da da. All this other shit. So, 
Jalen hearing that, like, because I know you don't really watch AEW like that, but just off of hearing that, what, what do you think? I'm so confused. Is this the same girl y'all post in the chat? The, the yeah. strong one? The super? Is she the super strong one? No. Nah, um, Which one is this one? Um, Let me look at her real quick. Because you know I don't only big swole. Is that her name for real? Big swole. <laughs> big swole, yeah. Really? Oh, okay. She's married to him for. Yeah. Okay. I thought... But what happened with her though? So I see her now. okay. So basically, she when she left AEW, she said that it was a good environment, but on um, production was sloppy, and they needed more diversity, meaning more black wrestlers should be, you know, getting the push. Tony Khan basically came out and said, oh, well, this black wrestler was winning and all these black wrestlers have been winning and have been on TV. And we chose not to let you, we chose to not renew your contract because you weren't that good. But Tony Khan a couple months ago said that he was, she was a great wrestler. And then she left the company on good terms. So that's, that's basically it. It just seemed like a business thing. Because you know how, like, they be in WWE and all the other companies, like, oh, this person is so good. And then, like, you know, things changing, like, too much. But I get the diversity part because I don't even know that many black wrestlers on AEW. A lot, because I don't really see much. I'm asking, is it a lot of, like, them on there? Um, I mean, it's not necessarily a D roster. But that's the thing, because it's so many of them that you don't even see. Because they basically put them on a YouTube show and put them in two-minute squash matches. Yep. Either against – it's either like a five-minute match against two people that nobody knows, or they'll put somebody new there, but they'll put them with somebody who's regularly on TV just to get their ass whooped in like three minutes. Like a dark match, right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> But there's like, but the but the show is like an hour and a half, and it's just six dark matches. Basically, like I know it's literally called AEW Dark, but it's like just seven matches that nobody cares about. Yeah. Uh, from what y'all saying, it seemed like they really don't, you know, show love to you know African Americans, whether you're Latino or not. Like, you know, the diversity there must be lacking because there's no reason why you should have all dark matches, no pun intended, for like every is it for, <laughs> is it for every bro for, is it for every black like every black wrestler has a dark match? Um to be honest with you, most of the niggas on the roster barely wrestle. I, that's what I was saying. A lot of them need to be go. Because it's crazy is so many of them that have been basically like buried in a sense are originals. All of these people that were originally on the roster have like slowly just been drowned out. Like, like I know they had a match last night, but like the best friends with like Trent and what's that name? No comment. Uh, Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor. And I'm not saying they're all incredible, but they showed that they can, you know, do work, but they literally just stopped. A private party. Putting them with Matt Hardy oh. and they changed the look. Oh. Like, literally, they were so hot because I remember everybody was flipping out because they beat the Young Bucks. So you thought that they're about to have this big, you know, run in AEW, and then they just didn't. 
or them breaking up SCU after like a month. You know, I could go on a whole rant about how they did Scorpio Sky dirty, but I'm not oh going God. to. I'm not going to. I'm not going there today. <laughs> I'll put him with fucking Ethan Page. No. But, John, since we didn't get to talk about it last week, like, what did you think about the whole situation? Um, I think that, yeah, Nick Spool was right. There's, like, not – there's no diversity in AEW. Um, it's really not a lot. As I'm looking at the AEW roster now – Oh, shit. You know who I just remember was on the roster? Who's on the roster? Leo. Leo Rush. Leo's on the roster. See? 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 Bro, Leo should be... bro. Because remember, he was the one that spoke out about it. Yeah, he was the one that called Tony Khan out about it. Have we seen Leo on TV since? Nope. It's like eight... I don't know. I'm counting like how many black people on the roster. It can't be that many. Nine. Not that's it. Nine between men and women. Yeah, nine. Damn, man, that's crazy. That's actually crazy. Nine. I mean, and you did say there's so many people on the roster, and it's like they have three shows. You got. They got Rampage, Dynamite, and then Dark, right? Oh, and they got um, it's like Dark Rise, Elevation, Dark Elevation. So they got four shows now. Four shows? Yeah. So where is uh, so we got Dynamite's on Wednesdays, right? Yeah. And then Rampage is on Friday. Yeah. At ten o'clock for yeah. one. Yeah, and then Dark Elevation is on Monday, and then Dark is on Tuesday. Dark elevations on Monday and then elevations on Tuesday. Yeah, it's the other way. It's the other way around. Okay, so yeah. dark on Monday, dark elevation on Tuesday. Yeah. And there's for one hour? Yeah. Well, one they they range between like an hour and an hour and a half. And, and you know the worst part? They film all of it on the exact same day. Like so, all of them. So all of the fans are in there for hours. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's so that's two, three, four. That's five hours. Exactly. Bro, they just need to they need to make brand page like they need to do like a brand split. Honestly. A brand split and just like split the titles like have you know dynamite be the Wednesday show and then like rampage be like the Thursday show. And then just have a like have the AEW World Championship on the Wednesday show, and then the TNT Championship on the Thursday show. Yeah. World, World Championship Wednesday, TBS Thursday, and then the tag team go between Wednesday and Thursday. Actually, I'm not even gonna hold you, bro. That Loki just kind of pissed me off because I just thought about this. So, obviously, you know, Jay won the TBS title. The first ever TBS title last week. She wasn't even on the show, man. 
She wasn't even on the show this week. Nigga, they had her on dark. What? What? Listen, bro, it's the TBS title. They are on TBST. That means she's literally the face of the show. And you do not have her on the show, bro. That makes no sense. Man. But okay, so we 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 we'll move on from this topic just because this could go even like bro, we legit could do a whole wrestling section on this. So our next topic is about the forbidden door. And it didn't swung the fuck open. Um, you know, me and John talked about it last week. Um, Mickey James is gonna be in the Royal Rumble, which is that's crazy, bro, because he's legit knockouts champion, which means WWE for the first time in I don't know how long is actually acknowledging TNA's existence. And then I guess, you know, after, you know, MLW came out and said that they they suing WWE, I guess they said they're going to be more nicer and open to other companies. So, Damon, I'm going to ask you first. Um, you know, we're going to do – I think we're going to do – yeah, we're going to do predictions for the officially for the Rumble next week. But is there anybody from another company that you think will actually show up in the Rumble? TNA and AEW, right? Just, just TNA. Uh, oh, um, well, both. I mean, honestly, I think like it's just TNA right now, but AEW may get included. I don't know. But I mean, well, well Jalen, in that case, um, is there anybody you would want to see show up? Yeah, of course so. CM Punk. But that, that's just not going to happen <laughs> now, is it? <laughs> that's just not going to happen Man. now, is it? I want to see that one guy that y'all be talking about. What's his name? M- I be I be wanting to call him. Uh, M- I want to call him MPJ. But yeah, M- MJF. Yeah, I be seeing him on Twitter too much, so I, I might want to see him pop out. I don't know how good he is though, but oh no, he never know. that motherfucker nice. He, he nice. Oh shit! You know I ain't even send. I meant to send in the group chat last night, but he literally posted an article saying, "Oh." MJF literally posted an article last night saying why MJF should sign with WWE in 2024, bro. This motherfucker. That motherfucker. That shit is funny, bro. You got two years. That shit is funny as hell. But, uh, John, is there anybody you would want to see show up in the Rumble? In the Rumble? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Dang, I really don't know. Um, from TNA, TNA, who's the, um, he used to be in WWE, Riswan. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it will happen. Because didn't, didn't he get fired because of domestic abuse allegations? Yeah, yeah that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I feel like, I feel like it should be Moose, personally. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is on their roster. Um, I swear to God, if it's Zach Ryder or Kurt Hawkins, I'm turning off. I'm that we we ended a lot. We ended a watch party off of that shit. I'm sorry, no. If they bring back fuck, bro, no. Ooh. Um, who for the women's women's uh iconics? Okay, yeah, they 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 should they should they for sure should. 
I'm trying to think who who else is on their roster. Um, let me see. Uh, I mean, they okay, so I said Moose. Um, uh, bro, Hernandez is still wrestling. God damn. I know. Yo, Kim? Or did she retire? Yeah, she retired. Oh, okay. So she must Bro, be they really got Hernandez is still wrestling. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the only other person besides Moose, probably Sammy Callahan. That's really it. Uh, I don't know. I see Heath Slater's in the roster. What? Heath Slater. Heath Slater's in TNA? Oh my God, that's why. Is this um, Larado kid? It's, he looks very familiar. Oh, that looks like one of the Lucha tracks. Mm. He probably is. But do you think, I mean, like, do you think it's going to extend to other companies or you think it's just going to be TNA? I think it's just going to be TNA. TNA, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but honestly, if they do it, it's got to go both ways, though. Like, it has to go both ways. Like, I ain't saying Roman got to show up on TNA, but, like, you know, maybe at least, like, fucking Seth or something, bro. Like, nigga, have that nigga have Kofi go up in there or something. Like, it's got to go both ways. Exactly. Man. But speaking of TNA, our last topic of the day, and Jalen, I'm going to ask you first, how could they have saved TNA from becoming whatever it is now? They just left. Like, the management just got bad. They got taken off of TV. But yeah, storylines were good last time I checked, and then like I don't know who left first, whether it was Sting, Kurt Angle. I just it's been so long, dude. I lost everybody, and they had they had everyone, but they had them, but they still had a lot left in the tank because Jeff Hardy was still young when he went over there. Yeah, AJ Styles was still he was grew up there. Like you had. All the tag teams, like, you know, Bobby, James, you, uh, you had all of them. You had Kurt, but it doesn't matter. He could be 70. All you need some perks, right? Boom. I'm just saying. So you got him doing that, and it was just like they had everybody. Like, it was entertaining. And then I don't know what happened. I don't know. I, I, I can't even tell you when it went left. Like, I can't pinpoint it. You may know better than me, but I just can't tell you when. 2014, 2015, maybe? I don't Shit, honestly, earlier than that, I say, I say, TNA fucked up when they brought in Hogan, like that specific moment. Easy though, that's that's one easy though. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, so I mean, in that case, I say the way they could have saved is just not bringing in Hogan. Like they could have brought Bischoff in for sure. Um, oh yeah, Vin- Russo was a part of that deal. They could have they could have shipped him off somewhere else. Um. 
it just sucks, bro, because TNA really used to be the shit. And, like, they, despite, like, bro, people actually used to watch Spike TV because, you know, A Thousand Ways to Die was on. And then you had TNA, too. And now it's on Twitch, bro. Like, Twitch. That 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 makes no sense. Like, TNA's on Twitch? Yeah. Yeah, they on Twitch. Oh, my God. Man, that's fucking embarrassing. But, John, what do you think TNA could have done to save themselves from being where they are now? What TNA could do? Um... Get a TV deal. I they're I understand they're on like a channel, but it's not like really known like that. What's what's the channel they on? Um wait, they actually got the TVD it'll still? Yeah, because like, they for sure, bro, because they for show stream, like they really be having it on Twitch. Like they uh, actually put it on Twitch. Okay, it's um AXS. What is that? AXS uh TV. Yeah, I ain't never heard of it, so. Yeah, I mean, they should get, like, a new TV deal. I mean, can they even really get one, though? Because, like, they ain't, they really don't have that much, that good of a roster to really get one. Yeah. They, they got to get a big sign. They got to get a big sign. Like, Braun Strowman. Get the fuck out of here. EC3. I, I understand. I understand. But Ring of Honor... Ring of Honor, they just, they just like closed. So oh, yeah, yeah, that is true. You got all the Ring of Honor people. They're trying to get a new job. So, I mean, if you want to capitalize, go go attack Ring of Honor, sign them, yeah. and then get a new TV deal. Probably going on a streaming, like do streaming such as like Apple TV or Hulu, not Peacock, but like. Hulu or what's another one? Uh, shoot, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Where else could they go? Prime, probably. I don't know. Oh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's not a bad one. Yeah, they could. They can make some good money doing that. They can go because now. If Jeff Bezos claims TNA, and then he'll be in competition with Vince McMahon, and then WWE Man, that is that is the most Jeff Bezos shit I've ever heard. Yeah, I really could see him doing it too. Yeah, I, I mean, could. he wants to get involved with NFL, so I, I mean, I could see him try to get involved with professional wrestling and then doing some petty shit. But that's going to do it for the wrestling portion. And now for the WNBA, we got quite a bit to talk about. The first topic, just something fun. The most influential and inf- impactful WNBA players. Of course, the first name that I got to say is Candace Parker. Because she may not have been the best player in the league every season. But she is definitely one of the faces of the WNBA for a reason. She's a great player. She does great things in the community. Um, another player, of course, Maya Moore. I mean, she stepped away from the game to do social justice work when she was in her prime. So she's been impactful on and off the floor as well. Um, 
I think that Sue Bird has also been very influential, Diana. And then there's there's just so many women that I could think of that come to mind in regards to what they've done for LGBTQ plus rights and everything as well. So, um, John, what about you? Like, Who are some of the most impactful players in the WNBA? Impactful players. Um, first one I would say is um, Lisa Leslie. And the reason why, because Lisa Leslie was like the first face of the WNBA. And people who like knew about the WNBA, they knew about Lisa Leslie. So she was like the first face, as people would say. Yeah. Um, and she, like, she was in the WNBA for like a minute. She was in there for a minute. So like when people knew about the WNBA, they knew about Lisa Leslie. When people were thinking about Lisa Leslie, they knew about WNBA. So she was like the first face and it led to like many other bases. And then another player that I would say was very impactful was uh, her rival, Lauren Jackson. Um, because Lauren, because if Lisa Leslie had no rival, then it, it wouldn't, the WNBA wouldn't be competitive or entertaining. Yeah. So when Lauren Jackson came in and was like trading MVPs back and forth between Lisa Leslie and her, it was like, okay, now we got something to watch. Okay, we have one big star and another big star coming in and it's taking her power. This is something I can watch. This is, this is good. This is like LeBron, Kevin Durant. And then you got uh, LeBron and Kobe. So this is like, oh, wow, this is great. And they're at the same position as well. And the Olympics, you got United States versus Australia. Don't get me wrong, United States will blow the fuck out of Australia, but we got international competition as well. The hair incident. The hair incident, yes, yes, yes. Um, I think that should have got, if, if that happened today, instead of like 2000 or 2004, I believe, oh my gosh. Oh, oh, that would have been oh, been basketball Twitter would have went crazy. <sighs> yeah, nah, yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. And now that was a short topic, but our next topic, we really about to go in depth, man. Um, twenty twenty two WNBA free agency is upon us. Yes. As of a couple of days ago, um, they can't officially make any deals until February 1st, but free agency season is here. And we're going to go through each team. We're going to talk about the key free agents, where they should go, what they should do, and what the team should do in regards to them. Now, starting off, we have, you know, that one team, the Atlanta Dream. <laughs> the key free agents – Keep in mind, I don't know a lot of these players. So the players that I don't know personally, I'm not going to say them. No no disrespect. But Courtney Williams and Odyssey Sims. Um, I think that Atlanta has made it very clear that they are not re-signing Courtney Williams. So my question for you, John, is where do you think she'll end up if she does stay in the league? Courtney Williams? There's only 12 teams in the league, and she's banned from close to half. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely not Atlanta, definitely not Chicago. 
Show us hell, not Connecticut. Yeah. Definitely not Connecticut. Um, definitely not Washington. Definitely, definitely uh, not Vegas. Uh, definitely not. Uh, uh, Indiana, they got a point guard. I think that's their best bet, though. I mean, I, I really think that's her best bet if she still wants to play because I don't think any other team is going to sign her. Like, even though as good as she is, she brings so much drama. And I do not think that any other team would really want to bring that on them. Else, but the only reason Indiana was, even though they have a point guard, I mean, they were the worst team in the league last season. Yeah. So I can understand. Or maybe, or maybe the Sparks. Sparks. But that's really it. They got um. What's her name? Oh wait, no, they got um. They got Mitchell. No, 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 not. Wait, Mitchell. they got yet. They got yet. They got, they got uh, what's what's her name? They got Taya Cooper and that other guard. Um. Why can't I think of her name? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I can't think of her name either, bro. She's one of my favorite players, and the fact that I can't think of her name, man. What is her name? Christy Tolliver. Yeah, Christy Tolliver. And um, I know they got someone else. That they, they um, Erica Wheeler. Oh Erica yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I think yeah, she's probably gonna end up going to Indiana because I don't see any other. It's, it's either she's either Indi- Indiana. Or overseas. It's one of those two. Now, in regards to Odyssey Sims, she's staying. She's staying. Yeah. I mean, she ain't got no reason to leave. Nope. So she she gonna stay. Yeah. And hopefully, with Courtney Williams gone, that means that Ari McDonald can step in to that role, and Atlanta can have a much better season than they did last year because they fucking sucked. I hope so. Man. Now, the next team on the list, the Chicago Sky. And um, I think it's obvious that everybody's going to resign, but they have some very, very key free agents. Sloot, Kalia Copper, Allie Quigley, Stephanie Dawson, Diamond DeShields. Diamond DeShields is a restricted free agent. Personally, I don't see anybody leaving that team, especially not saluting Adley quickly, especially not because they just won a championship. Yeah. So and definitely like the way that they played, they for sure could run it back. It wasn't like a fluke win. Like they for sure could run it back if they want to like that. That list of free agents alone, plus Candace Parker. Oh, no, absolutely. They absolutely have to try to run it back. So if I'm Chicago. They have about $900,000 in cap space. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. Resign all of them. All of them. And if you can pick up another free agent, go for it. Because here's the thing. They rostered. They really don't even need anybody else. They don't. They showed you. They literally don't need anybody else. Because they beat Phoenix's big three while they were healthy. So... But I still think maybe if they wanted to uh, another free agent to come in, they for sure absolutely could. They have more than enough money to do it. But uh, John, what do you think about what Chicago should do in regards to who they have in free agency? Um, they should try to resign everybody 
But I think um, Stephanie Dawson may go somewhere else. Where do you think she would go? I don't, I don't know. But I think Stephanie Dawson may leave because of like, she may like request this amount of money. And then James Wade may think, nah, I'll give you this amount. So it may be like a couple other teams that, okay, yeah. that may, they may offer her. Okay. Oh, you know what? Then let me let me go let me go backtrack a little bit. So Atlanta has eight hundred thirty six thousand dollars in cap space. The only one I really see them re-signing is Odyssey Williams. So they need to go get somebody. They need one of these free agents they, badly. Yeah. Especially because we don't know we don't know about Kenny Carter Kenny Carter yet either. So I definitely think they need to go for somebody. Oh yeah. But um, Connecticut, their only key free agent is Breon January, and they have about five hundred thousand in cap space. So he might steal someone. Yeah, so Breon January is going to stay, and they could get a good steal. Now, when it comes to you know where I think each free agent will sign, we'll talk about that after we go through all twelve teams. Um, Dallas, they ain't got no key free key agents. They ain't got no cap space either. 78 grand. That's it. They're That's done. They're, they're, they, they, they ain't got nobody. Um, Indiana, um, I don't really know anybody on the team outside of Kaiser. So, But they have $430,000 in cap space. So um, they could possibly pick up somebody. Um, John, you got any opinions on Indiana? Indiana? Because uh, they're, they're their key free agents are Jessica Breland, Lindsay Allen, Julie Allen, and Victoria Vickers. Oh man, um, they they probably they probably need to steal someone. They need a miracle because I don't know any WNBA player that's like I want to play for Indiana. Yeah, because Tamika Catcher got some work to do. A lot of work. A lot of work to do. A lot of work. A lot. If she don't, if she don't do well. These next two seasons, two, three seasons. She get fired. <laughs> She's gonna down. Yeah. One or the other. But here's the team I really, really, really want to talk about. The Las Vegas Aces. Oh yeah. I just want to know. You know what? I will be so upset. I will be so upset if they fuck this up because they have $724,000 in cap space. You know, their key free agents are Asia Wilson, who is a restricted free agent, Liz, Raquana Williams, and Anna McCutcher. Now, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know this, but Vegas needs to do everything in their power to keep Asia and Liz, no questions asked. Because if Liz Cambage leaves, Sandy Brondello or not, not Sandy Brondello, if Becky Hammond or not, they might be in some trouble. Because there's only so much that Chelsea Gray and Asia Woods can do by themselves. We, we, we saw it happen in the playoffs. So they, they need to keep Liz too. I mean, this is the thing. Asia's gonna get some 
I mean, they have $724,000 in cap space. Whatever Asia Wilson gets is offered, they Las Vegas is going to match it. No questions asked. But so really, you don't even really have to worry about Asia. Liz Cambage needs to be the priority. You need to keep her. You have you have to keep her. You have to find a way to make sure she that she stays. But uh, John, what do you think about what the Aces should do? Um. Yeah. Focus on Liz and um, Asia Wilson. I I see that um, Angel McCarthy is um what you call it. Angel McCarthy is um also a free agent, but I don't think they should focus on her. Yeah. Because like she's at the end of her career and she. Did she have like an ACL tear or something like that? I think so. So yeah, I focus on yeah, focus on um uh, Liz Cambage and Asia Wilson. And I yeah. saw a tweet earlier. I think it was from uh, Matt Ellington. He uh quote tweeted. Uh, somebody tweeting um, this the Sky Show CHI um, on Twitter, and they also have a screenshot of Lewis Cambage flying to Los Angeles. They they need to keep her any way they can. Yeah, um, they man. But man, they 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 need to do everything in their power because I don't see Asia going anywhere. They need to prioritize Liz most definitely. And if they don't get Liz, they got to get somebody. Yeah, thankfully they have more than enough money to do it. So yeah. But speaking of a team that may not have that much money to do anything, the Sparks they have one hundred fifty seven thousand in cap space. They're key free agents. Nia Coffee and Tia Cooper. Um, do you think that they should prioritize Tia? Oh, I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah, I think so. But at the same time, like whoever, if if they're gonna prioritize Tia, they really can't pick up nobody else at all. Like they can't afford to pick up anybody, else. at least not, you know, a good free agent. Like they could pick up somebody who, you know, isn't going to really, you know, do too much for them. But I think they should prioritize Tia as well. Um, oh, Minnesota might be in trouble. <laughs> okay, so the Lynx have 432000 in cap space. Their key free agents are Alicia Clarendon and Sylvia Files. They're going to bring Sylvia they, they, ooh. Now, do you think that they're going to keep both, or do you think, think one of them is gone? They're going to keep both. Because if they don't keep uh, Leishia Clarendon, they will only have one point guard. Right. And um, what was her name? I forgot her name. And uh, that's the thing. What if Sylvia retires? 
nah, she's not going to retire, like, mm. this year. I think, like, two years, but I don't think this year. Yeah. And uh, if they don't sign Leishia, they will only have one point guard left. And that point guard, what was what's her name? What's her name? Uh, Sylvia is 36, too, so. Yeah. Crystal Dangerfield. Oh, okay. Okay. That would be like their only real true point guard left. Jesus. Then they were then they gotta rely on Kayla McBride and Rachel Banham, which they're like shooting guards. Because the thing is, if Sylvia comes back, they they gotta have to get their super max. Yeah. And from what I'm seeing is that they'd have about 135 grand to resign Glacier. And with that, they would have to, you know, pick up a 12th person. So I think they'll keep both. Um, unless Sylvia leaves. That's that's the only way I see it. Mm-hmm. Now the Liberty, they have about 196,000 in cap space, and their only key free agent is Rebecca Allen. So I would definitely look out for New York trying to pick up somebody else for sure. Now, Phoenix is in trouble. Phoenix is in huge trouble. Let me put it that way. Because they have 246,000 in cap space. They're key free agents. Sophie Cunningham, Kia Nurse, and Shea Petty. So somebody is not going to be some, – some, one of those three is not going to be on the roster this year. Somebody, somebody is leaving. Now, personally, I think at this point that they need to – well, because here's the thing. Kia Nurse and Shea Petty are restricted – well, Kia Nurse is restricted free agent. Shea Petty is reserved. Um – I think that if Kia Nurse hadn't gotten hurt, Phoenix would have beat Chicago. So I think that she needs to be the main priority, but Sophie is a close second. Not to say that Shea Petty doesn't deserve to beat her, because best believe she does. But here's the thing. Kia Nurse was a key point in Phoenix losing in the finals. Yeah. When... Diana was out. Sophie stepped in and she played a hell of a hell of a hell of a, hell of a playoffs. So between those two, I think those should be their top priorities. Because again, they have $246,000. Not to say that Shea Petty isn't important, but those two need definitely need to be the priority. At least I think so. But John, what do you think? I mean, yeah, Sophie Cunningham and Kia Nurse, those are going to be two priorities. Um, if I understand Kia Nurse tore ACLs and she might be out for the rest of this upcoming season. However, if they lose Kia Nurse and she goes to another team and performs well over there, then that's going to be yeah. a huge L for Phoenix. Absolutely. So it's a risky move to sign someone that's injured, especially on the ACL tear. However, with medicine improving and players coming back from ACL tears like it's nothing, 
If they lose Kia Nurse, it's going to be bad. Oh, most definitely. Ooh. Oh, wait. I just realized Shea Petty's a free agent. Okay. Ooh. You know what? I'm going to wait until we get through the rest of the season. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Seattle. <laughs> Who's Seattle? Um, They have $986,000 in cap space, but they're key free agents. Sue Uberd, who she just announced that she's already going to play. So 99.9% sure is going to be with Seattle. Jordan Canada is a restricted free agent. Jewel Lloyd, Mercedes Ruff Russell, who is also a restricted agent. Stewie and Stephanie Talbot. All of them are free agents. John, do you think, okay, because here's the thing. We know who they should keep. We know who they should automatically go for. But is there anybody from that list that you think would be that Seattle would be okay with them going somewhere else and still be legit championship threats? Still legit be championship threats. I want to say Jordan Canada. Mm. Oh, they need her defense. They need need her her defense. They need her defense. But she may go. I don't, I don't know if they'll still be – I mean, of course, they'll be championship contenders. It's Stewie and Sue and Jewel. But they are going to be severely lacking defensively if they let Jordan Canada walk. It's badly. Like, any, any team that has a chance to get Jordan Canada should take it. Oh, yeah. But Seattle should match the offer. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm gonna say Mercedes and Stephanie can go. Um they I don't really see them having too much money once they, you know, get Sue, Jordan, Jewel, and Rihanna situated. So I think they'll be good. I think they will be fine. Um now your Washington Mystics. in cap space. Key free agents include Tina Charles, Leilani Mitchell, Jatori Walker-Kimbrough, and Maisha Hines, who's a restrictor free agent. I have not watched enough Mystics games to speak on what they should do. All I know is, Tina Charles, you have no choice but to make sure she stays. Because... If we get the chance to see Atlanta Deladon back this season, I I really, really hope so. And we actually get to see Elena and Tina together. Ooh, that's that's really gonna make some noise in the league. But John, since this is your team, since you are on the staff of the Washington Mystics, what should they do? Keep my Aisha Hines Allen and keep Tina Charles. Keep those two. Uh, Leilani Mitchell, I think I think uh, they may bring her back, but if they let her go, I won't be surprised because Leilani did struggle from shooting this year. And Shatori uh, Walker Kimbrell, I I mean they already the Mystics already traded Shatori, so I won't be surprised if they trade her or let her go again. Yeah. Okay. 
Now, now that we've went through all 12 teams, I can say what I've been thinking this entire time. If Shea Petty decides to leave Phoenix, she should go to New York. I understand that they already have Sabrina, and I already understand that they have Ben Nigel. I completely understand that. However, offensively speaking, offensively meaning scoring the basketball, would you rather have Shea Petty or would you rather have Sabrina as your point guard? Offensively. Shea Petty. Shea Petty. Shea Petty. I think you're very upset about Sabrina not performing well last season. Man, I rooted for her so damn hard, bro. I'm still pissed off. Man, I I definitely think Shea Petty could go to New York. Now, I'm not saying she should start over Sabrina, but I got no. But she would definitely be a perfect six woman. And if Sabrina were to, you know, underperform or get injured, they have Shea Petty who can bring more production scoring-wise than Sabrina can. On at least on a consistent basis, consistent. Because don't you you cannot sit here and look me in my face and tell me that Sabrina Ionescu is is consistent. You can't. You cannot. If you were to sit here and tell me that Sabrina was was consistent, I would hold the fuck out of you. I really would. I really would. She she isn't. Now I'm not I'm not about to sit here and drag Sabrina all day. But I think Shea Petty should go to New York if she doesn't stay in Phoenix. But what what would you think about that move if it were to happen? Repeat that that last part one more time. Like if the move were to happen, how would you feel about it? The move to Phoenix. Yeah, like how like if 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 uh, Shea Petty went to New York. Went to New York. Yeah. Uh, it would hurt Phoenix. It would hurt them, but not significant. But not like to a significant point where, like, they're not in the playoffs. Oh yeah, most definitely not. But I do think it will be a help for New York to get that extra push offensively. Yeah, cause you know what? Nope, nope, nope. I'm not gonna go on Sabrina anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> But um, so but uh, Rachel Galligan tweeted, uh, sources tell Wins- Windsor that Seattle Storm has put the court designation on Jewel Lloyd. Ooh, okay. So, yeah, okay. Jewel is not leaving. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Now, if Brianna leaves, that's it. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, that's it. That that's no. There is there is no more. Like, bro, if, no. Like, Sue Bird might retire mid-season if Brianna leaves. So, I don't see that happening. Mid-season? No, bro, because I would, bro, because here's the thing. As good as Seattle is, I would not want to play for them if, if Brianna was not on the team, man. No, absolutely not. Um, Let me see. I'm trying to think. Is there anybody that I think – would leave their team. Um. Well, you said Stephanie. Okay, so where do you think Stephanie Dolson 
would go if she ends up leaving Chicago? Stephanie Dawson. Uh, I'm trying to think who who needs a big that can shoot threes. A big so, that actually has enough money to do it. Let's just say if Mystics lose Tina Charles, Mystics may bring her back. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, well, Connecticut has John Quill. Dallas don't have no money. Um, Stephanie Dosa would absolutely never touch Indiana. No. Um, and if Vegas lose, the list can't be. Yeah, I was Stephanie thinking Dosa can go to Vegas. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, definitely not LA. Um, if Sylvia decides to retire. Or she goes somewhere else. I can see her signing there. Or if Atlanta loses Elizabeth Williams, Stephanie, yeah, going to Atlanta. So we got mm-hmm. Atlanta, Vegas, DC. Okay, yeah, that that may, yeah that will work. That will work. Okay. Um, are there any other free agents that you think will end up with another team? Any other free agents that I think will end up on another team? Uh, yeah, it looks um, like everybody's staying put this year. Yeah, like that's that's my only complaint about like WNBA free agency. Like everybody stays. Like there's no. It's not like the NBA where like you got so many people going to different teams Man. every year. It's just we really oh stressed my. out about loyalty. Like it's so much loyalty in the WNBA. I'm like, bro, fuck the loyalty, bro. <laughs> fuck the loyalty. Because let me tell you why. Fuck the loyalty. Because you only got I, I it's it may be disrespectful, but like it's not a lot of fans of the WNBA. Right, not a lot. So there's really like a few loyal ones. So if you leave, what they gonna do? <laughs> They're not gonna burn your jersey and post it on Twitter. If they burn your jersey and post it on Twitter, people say, "Well, that's a waste of money." Uh, what are you doing, man? Man, oh my god. I don't want to go there, but like I have to say it. Like, fuck the loyalty because there's not there's not like a lot of loyal fans. And what they go to do if you leave? Man, I'm gonna just say we just wait 10 years. Just wait 10 years. When all the super loyal players will be gone, and then everybody else can just be free to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not even gonna hold you. I think the loyalty would decrease by a lot if they had an expansion draft. If they increased to like 14 or 16, loyalty is damn near going to go out the window. Yeah, there's no loyalty. Yeah, most definitely not. I think it would start, you know, beef. Like, like, let's just say a person wants to stay in the team that they play for, but the team doesn't uh, protect them in the expansion draft. And next thing you know, the expansion team drafts them. 
Yeah. And then now they leave. That was a revenge game. And then they go crazy in the revenge game. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think, who did that happen to in Toronto? Or somebody didn't want to play for them at all? Uh, it was somebody big. Why? No, I'm saying like in the expansion draft. Expansion um, draft? Yeah. Then, um, it was somebody. Didn't that happen with the Pistons? Like right after y'all won the championship in like 90, 91, something like that? No, so they... It was 95. Okay, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, it was BJ Armstrong. Ah. Okay, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Because I think, was that the season he was an all-star? Yeah, it was the season after his all-star season. So was. No, BJ Armstrong was in Chicago. Somebody from the Pistons, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, but that's crazy because BJ Armstrong was the first pick in the expansion draft. Uh, it was the the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Orlando Orlando Magic in like the '89. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right, right. Okay, now I remember. Now I remember. Rick Mahorn. Right. Rick Mahorn. Yeah, okay, now I remember. Man, that's crazy. But that is going to do it for this week's episode of Hoopex. Thank you guys for listening. Royal Rumble Watch Party details are coming soon, so stay tuned for that, and we will see y'all next week. <laughs>